news, commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently. But at the end, this is Still Still Love love You, Bro. Bro. Season 2. Season 2. Season 2. Episode 1. We're back. We're not all dead. Um, In case you're wondering, (laughs) those of us that know our listeners, I guess, uh, we have some... Uh, at least I have some family that listens. Uh, they were concerned. Of course, a lot of them knew why we were missing. Yeah, um, and I got a lot of emails, and the people that know me personally were like, hey, you guys okay? Yeah. We are, and we apologize first. We didn't post anything that we were taking a season break. I think uh, I think life just kind of snuck up on all of us. Sure did. Uh, we all had a lot going on. Um, uh, I had a wedding. Chloe had a wedding. I had a wedding. He had a wedding. I mean, yeah. I was in a wedding. Right. We were all three in the same wedding. Yes. And I'll leave it to determine, you know, leave it to you to determine who was who and what their role was. It was, it was definitely brain busters. It was definitely right. years in Chris's wedding. We all know. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got married twice. <laughs> so now can we call you the gay polygamist libertarian? Hey, there Whoa. you go. New title. <laughs> what an intro. I don't know if we've got enough beats to add that. Oh, uh, well. Well, like I said, there goes our, uh, our, um, our G rating on Spotify, as usual. We knocked that out really quickly. That's okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, hi, Chris. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. I have, um, you know, there's so much news that has happened since we've been gone. So much. This would be like a, a four-hour episode, so we're going to have to really cut. I've just, I'm kind of glad yeah. to be here tonight having my, my glass of whiskey. Um, I've been broken. I've turned into a, 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 a repairman, and I've, I've had a problem with my washing machine. Oh, really? And, and I decided that um, I, I'm not going to pay somebody to fix it. I'm going to try it myself. And so I've YouTubed and 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 learned um, more about washing machines than I ever want. Yeah. And and I finally fixed it tonight after a lot of effort and some Amazon parts. And I thought I was beaten tonight because after I put it all back together, it was squeaking. And I'm like, I'm broken. Oh. And I called the repairman. I'm like, look, you have to come out here. And then I started reading some more. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I know what that squeaking is, I think. And I took it back apart and fixed the squeaking. So I'm, I feel I feel good. Feel now. accomplished. Yes. And then you came and told me what happened to yeah. you. And now I feel bad. I love, I, I'm very happy that someone in here actually has their self-confidence remaining inside them. Um, I, I came in here feeling like an idiot. Um, I just recently did an upgrade. I got, I got a new phone. And actually what happened was I got a new a Pixel 5 from Google. I have Google Fi. And I got this phone ordered, and I got it, and I honestly was kind of disappointed. It was kind of a downgrade from my previous phone, which still worked. It was just really glitchy, and I was getting really tired of putting up with it, so I decided to get a new one. Um, but anyway, so it also didn't do what I wanted to network-wise. So I decided that I was going to splurge a little bit and get a, a nice um, S21 Ultra, um, on a contract from from Google Fi, and I had this phone for three days, three three days, and yeah, I don't typically carry without a case, but it was in the mail. You know, it's not like I wasn't going to get a case. No, like it's three days, right? Surely, surely I'll be okay. You know, breaking this thing in for three days. Well, Doesn't Amazon have two day shipping? This you know, should not have been a problem. I think I ordered it past the limit of two day uh, shipping. I should have ordered it as soon as I ordered the phone. I had that yes. thought, but it just did not. It, it didn't. Mistakes were made. That was one of them. That was the first mistake. Um, so I was getting gas um, on the way here, believe it or not. And um, 
I had just gotten done at the gym. I had nice, slick gym shorts, and um, I put my phone in my pocket after I did, you know, tap to pay on the gas pump, and that worked like a charm. I was like, wow, this is really, really user-efficient. And slide it back in my pocket, get back in my car, and about three or four minutes later, once the gas pump is done, I get out. And I get out of my car, and all of a sudden, I hear the worst sound that I've heard in a very long time, the clickety-clack of uh, Gorilla Glass on the rough concrete covered in gasoline oh, under my tires. Gosh. And I'm like, well, you know what? This thing is this thing's advertised to have the latest and greatest Gorilla Glass. You know, I've dropped my old phone like 50,000 times. Surely it's fine. No, I, I pick it up, and there's several several punctures in the screen. There's like, the screen's flashing, and, and yeah, it's just a great time. So You don't know anxiety until you drop your phone screen down. Oh, you don't even and know. And that man. moment yeah. where you're reaching down to pick it up, thinking, is it cracked or is it not? I literally was, anxiety. I was debating whether or not I wanted to come to the podcast because I knew I would be in such a terrible mood. Um, But cooler heads in the household did prevail, and I'm now here. Thanks for so, cooling him down, Chloe. That's what he means. You know, I do have a funny dropping the phone story because I literally say this to myself every day at work. And I will not be um, scared to admit that, yes, I do look at my phone while I'm using the facilities. And when I'm at work, there's nowhere <laughs> there's nowhere to put your phone. And so I will set it on the handicap bar in the stall. And when I'm, you know, clean myself up or whatever, and then I will have something playing and I'll try to you know, pause it or skip it. This is every day and it will fall on the floor every day. And I'm just sitting there like the other day, I was like, why do I keep doing this? Like why? And it only takes once as I just learned. Well, my, my screen, I also dumped boiling water on it two weeks after I got it. So that right. didn't help either. But like, well, still, it still I just, works. That is, true. that is true. That is I, true. I think I, the last time I broke a phone, I think I was in high school. Like that is how long it has been since I felt the anxiety of breaking a phone. And back then I didn't have to pay for it. So it is like a whole new experience of pain and misery for me <laughs> because I, oh. at least I had the insurance, you know, it's not, I'm not spending, you know, however much the purchase price of this phone yeah, is. like $899. Yeah, it, it's a little bit more than that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I may yeah. or may not have. Oh, you did say the ultra. I model, did. The right? ultra super, model. Super biggie 1000. Well, here's the problem is like I, this, this previous one I had, the one plus seven pro, I got a really good deal on it. I got it for like a fraction of the, of the actual price of the phone. And uh, it's a fantastic phone. It was the flagship, you know, several years ago. So it's great. I mean, it really competes with flagships nowadays. So going down to a budget phone um, was very kind of disappointing. And because of the other reasons, I ended up returning and getting getting a refund on it and decided, oh, you know, I'm just going to go for it. You know, I'll pay the, you know, the contract fee, like $50 a month or something like that on top of my bill. <laughs> I'm glad I'm paying an extra fifteen dollars a month for the insurance. Yeah, now. luckily got the insurance. Because I would have got, been stuck with this thing, and it somewhat works. But like, while I was literally, I was using the phone that was broken while I was calling Google Fi support to file the insurance claim, and it was working great. And then all of a sudden, I realized I couldn't like unlock it, so it was, it was not the screen was not turning on. And then I realized, oh, the screen was turning on. I just can't see it, and I ended up accidentally hanging up on the support rep before she could finish my claim. Oh God. So that's kind of, if you notice me being a little bit more negative today, that's probably why, because I'm dealing with uh, some personal responsibility. We're dealing with a real loss here. Yeah. I know. Well, Terrible you're going to hate my story then. No, oh, fantastic. No. What is that? Tell it's, us. It's a little bit about the circle of life. So Cape Town, South, South Africa, let's set the stage. A swarm of bees has killed 60 penguins. Oh, no. 
Yeah, um, over 60. 63 of these penguins were found dead um, in Simonstown. And they Who were, kicked um, the beehive? Well, that's exactly what they believe, because normally penguins and bees can coexist. But um, apparently uh, these bees, they don't sting unless they're provoked. So they think like it was a new nest or hive, and um, they just became aggressive towards these penguins, which wow. normally coexist, and they swarmed and killed like 63 penguins. Um, you said in Africa? Yeah, Cape Town. South, South Africa. South Africa. I never knew there were even penguins. I was penguins about on to say that, actually. I would assume Africa. like southernmost point. I know, yeah. but still, that would be I just, when, you say, is, when yeah. you say Africa, that's not what I think of penguins. Like I think of like zebras and yeah. lions, but that's and sad. And bears we, we got to go to Gatlinburg. I got to see penguins there, and that just makes me so sad because I was so happy to just see them just You guys around. went to the Titanic Museum, right? We did. We did. Was the iceberg back up? What on the front? I don't know. They, uh, the, I don't remember. Didn't they have iceberg. Like, an iceberg fell at the, and it hurt people recently? I don't remember uh, there being an iceberg. No. Yeah. Oh well, then maybe they took it away. I guess they may have. I mean, they had like a thing on the front, so it made it look like it was like going through water, and there was an yeah. iceberg next to that. But I mean, like that was like a two-story thing. It was like several months ago. Part of that exhibit fell and hurt people. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. I saw you guys post pictures of that, and I was like, oh, it was not know. us. Don't climb on that. I will say we did put our hand in that like twenty-three degree water. It was really not cold. a chance. Ooh. Not it was a so chance. Cold. I think I would have just fallen in and been like, whatever. You I'm can't. Done. You cannot imagine how cold it actually like. You I would think have, that below freezing water would not be that bad, but it actually is terrible. <laughs> it's really like... It's not even below freezing. Well, what it's I told him, the crazy part are the people that were like in the water and then got up in a boat and sat there for like three in the hours. cold air. Yeah. How in the world? Because the air would be colder yeah. than the water. Yeah. Ugh. I don't even know. It's crazy. It's, it's amazing it's, that some people survived that incident. But that was a really cool experience. We had a great time in, in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. That was... Fantastic. A good break from the world um, and, and work and all that stuff. So, and also, um, I got a narration uh, while I was there about all the terrible things that were happening in my absence <laughs> at my job. So, yeah, that's, that's just a general rule, though, at any job. Like, the farther away you get, the worse and bigger the problems mm-hmm. are. So, I will never be traveling out of the state of Tennessee. No, I'm kidding. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Chloe says negative. Oh my! So back to your penguin story. Is that is that kind of the gist? Do they know? Do they exterminate these bees? Like, I I would assume the bees didn't stick around to find out. Oh, I bet not. How are there bees on. if it's cold enough for penguins? You know, there's a lot about this story that is new to me. I, I I'm pretty sure that some penguins exist in warmer clients, like clients climates. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's um, like warmer weather penguins. I'm, I'm not me, a penguin. I'm it's a bird. I've seen happy feet and that's about as expert as I am. I've seen them at the aquarium and yeah. they became my best friend. So, um, I, I would say, I mean, it, it's not made up news. It's not fake news. No, so surely. I believe it happened. Why but, would no, it be? There are pictures of penguins on beaches. So that is a thing. Okay. Yeah, it was a go. beach. Wow. Oh gosh, they're so cute. So we I also, have, we have beach bees and beach penguins. And ah. beach, yeah. They do not get along. I'm sure the honey that they produce is frozen honey. Frozen honey? Cold honey. I wonder if it tastes like penguin now. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that's how it works, though. Ew. Oh, Lord. What do you have? Oh, gosh. Let's just transition I have, right into that. I have so much. Um, and it's hard for me to even think about the craziness that's been going on. And you know, for the last several weeks as we've been on break and, and you know, interacting with, with all these weddings and, and life in general, every time I see something, I think Jesse could really talk about this with me on the show and we have really like so much has transpired yeah. and I feel I feel like I feel very bad that we've not been able to address it but at the same time 
you know, it's so much stuff has been regurgitated that our listeners are probably just so tired of hearing some of this stuff. You and know, I feel the same way. I mean, it's like sometimes I'll, I'll listen to a story or something and I will hear and I'll think, you know, man, I just, I don't even want to think about this anymore. Sometimes I listen to it and be like, man, I want to talk about this on a podcast. But I, I feel like that a lot of us are really tired of, of, um, of all the bad. Like there's, there's no, nothing is easy on the eyes in the news cycle. There's no happy thing that I can think of that, that compensates for all the negative and all the, all the destruction in the world right now. You know, we're still, we're still dealing with the pandemic. It's coming, but it's back and forth, waning back and forth. We're dealing with a government, um, that is, you know, changing regulations and depending on how, what side of the aisle you sit on, that can really stress you out. It certainly does me. And we're dealing with the whole Afghanistan thing. Gosh, that was that was an absolute, absolute tragedy, Afghanistan. Um, and man, we uh, I wish we could dedicate a whole episode to talk about all the crazy crap that went on with that thing. Yeah, and the sad thing is, if we just you know split that up in different episodes, we would we would just miss so much trying to cover it. Yeah. And I'll say this: a friend of mine in the Navy, um, and maybe we can we can ask Eli this on another show, but. I was really upset the amount of money and the amount of um, of assets that we left, like helicopters and whatnot. And my friend in the Navy who does this, he's like, look, here's the deal. Um, you know, he works on helicopters. He's like, you don't, one just doesn't have a helicopter. Yeah. You know, you have a pilot of a helicopter, but you've got a crew. And then behind that crew is a, a group of people who maintains it. So he said they may get that helicopter in the air and fly it around but that's it. They don't have the people that constantly have to replace these parts that go down every couple of flights. So he said, that's not going to last long. Well, they certainly got it up in the air long enough to um, hang several people from the helicopter and fly yeah. them around the city. Um, I mean, the humanitarian crisis that's been created, and, and I, I'm not going to, I'm going to say this in no uncertain terms. And I really, you can disagree if you want to, but this, this was an absolute screw up by the Biden administration. And I believe it was done for optics. I believe he wanted to be the president to take us out of Afghanistan and nothing was going to get in the way. And he wanted to get it done before 9-11 because the dates matter. But in reality, when you're talking about evacuating hundreds of thousands of people and doing it in a safe manner while you have literally terrorists knocking at your doorstep and threatening the people you're trying to evacuate, you don't do that in a week. You don't do that in two weeks. That's not something that it that is possible without loss of life, without um, without uh, leaving people behind, and without letting these people just completely take over. And that's exactly what happened. You not only do we have what is it eleven, or is it thirteen? Was it thirteen Americans that died? I know it was at least was it was it 13. thirteen. Thirteen American soldiers died from a from a from a suicide bomb or car bomb or something like that. And I'm not saying that it, that their deaths could have been prevented. Um, well, you know what? Yes, I am. I am saying their deaths could have been prevented had things been done differently. And it, and I believe the blood is on the Biden administration's hands. I feel like a lot of the other crap that's going on right now is to distract away from the terrible press that Afghanistan was. I sure. believe the whole reason that he gave this, that's one thing we'll talk about, the whole vaccine order where if you work for a company that is over 100 employees, uh, or they're a federal government contractor, you are required to get the COVID vaccine or test every single week. Uh, I believe that's a distraction 
<laughs> from the crazy stuff that's going on because even bad press will do great when it comes to, uh, I mean, let's be honest, no one hates a president more that does something bad to the military. I think that's one of the biggest, biggest bad political mistakes you can make is you make a poor military decision as president. I mean, if it's a tactic, it works because I'm confused because you turn on the news and it's Afghanistan, then you turn it on, it's about vaccines. You don't know which way to look. And so I turn it off. So yeah, if that's the tactic, it works. And the one thing that sticks with me about the pullout of Afghanistan, when they're talking about, you know, it's going to be a peaceful transition, the fact that Afghans are clinging to a transport plane to try to save their life and falling to their death rather than staying under Taliban rule should speak for itself. These are the people, the Taliban, ISIS, I, I know they're different groups. I put them all in the same group in my mind. They're terrorists. Because they are the people that, I mean, and I've seen, I've seen some videos just out of the deadly curiosity of my mind of of uh, uh, journalists being put in a cage, gasoline poured on them, and then being burned alive. These humans exist, and we just gave them control of an entire country. Yeah. Over an entire population, an Americanized population. They don't believe in, in rights for women. They do not believe that a woman should be able to educate herself. They require women to wear coverings if against they can their go will. out at all. Right, if they can even leave their homes. There's there's a lot of women there that they're afraid to even leave their homes because they were afraid they would be beaten and raped by these by these yep. people. There there are young girls as young as as young as twelve that are now being taken and forced to marry Taliban warriors. Now, and also let's be clear about one thing, so our listeners understand: we're not talking about Muslims. No. Muslims These are, the people. are a peaceful people. They're the ones that are we being... We are not talking about the Muslims. We are talking about the jihadists and the terrorists who have taken the Koran and have corrupted it and are terrorizing the people of Afghanistan and who are blowing people up, right? So the one thing, other thing that frustrates me is that people, um, they look at Afghans and they look at Muslims and associate them with terrorists. And that's the first thing that I want to make clear as we're talking about this is we're... The Muslims are a peaceful people, and you you cannot hold the actions of of terrorists, of jihadists against all Muslims. And and we're not talking to our Muslim listeners. We are talking about the terrorists who are raping these women, who and, are making the Muslims who live in Afghanistan afraid and these, to live. These women that are being subjected to these things, they're Muslim as well. They're just not the Muslim that these terrorists claim that they want to be, want them to be. Right. They're a different sect you know i i'm not going to call myself anywhere near um a religious scholar but um the the dynamics between the different sects of islam are very interesting it is sad that in 2021 you know oh current year it's really sad that we still have to deal with religious extremism like that and it just shows i think how desperate and in in, uh, terrible conditions some people live in if they're able to let those things take over them or maybe by fear i really believe that a lot of these um, folks that are fighting alongside them they're they're fighting because if they don't they die um they have no other choice then they just they become it's like uh what is that where you where you fall in love with your captor what is that called uh, Stockholm Syndrome? Stockholm Syndrome, I suppose. Well, and first, Afghanistan is already torn up. Like, that is that is a war-ravaged country. Like, that place is just desolate anyway. There's buildings are torn down. Like, the, the living conditions are horrible anyway. So, you know, it's not the greatest place to live. So, 
I could understand an Afghan citizen being like, well, you know, we're under Taliban control now. I should join them. I mean, play along because otherwise I've, I've got a poor quality of life. I mean, they're, they're not making any ability for the Afghans to continue life without the Taliban. I mean, they're the, that's the only option they have now. And you know what makes me so mad? Um, and I just, I just looked this up. Uh, Ghani, the president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani. He, and he rolled he, out, right? He, he left rolled out. He left like right when it He started. left right after it. But I'll tell you why. Um, and obviously there may many reasons. He had a call with President Joe Biden. And um, in that call, now obviously the whole transcript is not, I think most of it is available. They don't, they haven't released the full thing. It was one of those leaks, right? He's begging the president of the United States to extend the deadline. He's begging for more support. He's begging for air support because you have to understand these, these fighters that were trained by the United States military, they were not trained to fight with just infantry and vehicles. They were trained to fight with air support. One of the first things Biden did, Joe Biden, our president was he ordered the the rejection, the removal of air assets from Afghanistan. So now these fighters that have spent their whole time in the Afghan military training to know that there will be birds, American birds, with bombs and rockets and guided missiles, helicopters, anything they can call in that they need to fight back the Taliban flying in the air ready to go. And now they're being rejected. You cannot tell me this was not a planned disaster, that this was not executed purposefully. Either that, or we have a president that is absolutely idiot. He's an idiot. Because why in the world would you remove, and it's not just him. It is the leadership in, the, in, the, in his cabinet, the leadership of the military. You cannot tell me that they did not realize in order to hold back the Taliban, these fighters the Afghan troops would need air support, and we completely deprive them of that. I mean, let me understand this, too. The When the president's making this decision, they sit around this table, much like we're doing right now, and they have advisors. And these are people that have been in the military for a long time. There's national security advisors. There's, you know, five-star generals, right? So there's a there's a panel of advisors. So is it to say that all of these people told the president that this is a great idea, Joe? Or do you think he he listened to their logic, which probably was, I would hope, that a you know a general of the military would say this is logistically not a good idea, and he said, well, we're going to do this instead. What, what happened in that room that this is how it happened? Obviously, I wasn't there, but based on the comments of the generals who were giving um, press conferences on the status, um, they were saying things like, um, we do not have that ability or we do not have those assets, or stuff like that. They're they're t- talking to us like their hands are tied. So there's some political force above those generals that is tying their hands. I don't know if that's Joe Biden. Honestly, I don't even believe that Joe Biden is making these decisions anymore, considering all of these crazy blunders that he's had lately uh, throughout his entire presidency, to be completely honest with you. But at this point, I don't even care. He's who we elected. And as in his own words, the buck stops with him. And he's been completely um, absent in this discussion. Every time he's talked about this, he has 
acted like it was a huge success. Oh, we evacuated so many people. This was the biggest area evacuation ever. What that that does not that does not account for all the failures in this situation. And it is absolutely, gosh, it almost makes me sick. It made me. I was so upset. Yeah, there's when more I heard about the story. The, yeah, when I heard about the death of those Americans, I just man. And the Afghans. We I haven't mean, had both, a, we have but... not had an American death, an American soldier die in Afghanistan for a very very long time. We had a a stasis. We were at a point of stasis, and we were negotiating with with the Afghanistan government. We were talking with the Taliban, saying, "Look, here's the thing: if you if you want us to leave, here's the things that you've got to do." And the reason we didn't get out during Trump's first term, and this is according to Donald Trump, so take this as what you will was the the government of Afghanistan and the Taliban, they violated their part of the agreement. So we weren't leaving. Well, Biden just takes this whole thing, all those conditions they were supposed to follow, and throws it right out the window. Okay, we're leaving anyway. So why wouldn't they take over the country? Because we're leaving anyway. Oh, yeah, that that's opportunity. And and quite honestly, I, I mean, yes, we needed to pull out. I mean, we, are, we were at a stasis. It was time for the Afghans to run their own government, to run their own security. It was not done the right way, I don't think, in my opinion. Absolutely not. Um, we can we can continue talking about this for a long time, but I do have yeah. another thing. And now they've bombed, and I saw in the, in the news... That oh, did a, you see that? That was the other they, thing I was going to talk about. civilian children, I Oh, think. my gosh. Like, at the last I'm, minute, they said, oh, hold on, there's, like, a child? So, and this is going to make you mad. So, do you remember, like, a couple of weeks ago, when they talked about how, oh, we have we've successfully destroyed a, a, a two high-ranking... Uh, ISIS terrorists or whatever. Okay. You know who that was? It was two people, two adult males in a vehicle that they had identified through um, behavioral analysis to be ta- to be ISIS fighters. They drove to their house and their seven children and their family ran to the car to greet them after they came home from work. And that's when the bomb, the missile, whatever did it hit. And it turned those children, those seven children, into human dust. And our military, our, our Jen Psaki came out. Oh, yes, we've, we've done this. We've done this amazing thing. We've killed these terrorists, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, a few days later, or even maybe a week later, we find out that this was seven kids and their uncles. I mean, can you... I'm literally shaking. Can you get any more ridiculous. And it was told, the government knew that they were children there, but it was not in time. The bomb was already in flight. They're not going to redirect the bomb off target. It was like two minutes away from strike, and the, the asset was already inbound. So that was that was too little too late. I believe this is, what, the CIA? Or no, 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 not the CIA. I guess, yeah, the CIA. That's the external one, right? Yeah. yeah. CIA was the one that dropped that information, but just like, you know, obviously too late that this guy was not the guy and that there were kids here. And uh, yet the government still touted it like a victory until it came out publicly that these guys were children. And it was in the U.S. that released that information. It was, it was Afghanistan. Yeah, it's so, infuriating. Like, we'll, we'll pro- we need to probably stop talking about that. I know. I'm going to say some words. It's unbecoming. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how... You guys, I know, I know you've been listening to us for a little while, but when we don't have much to say about something, that's how you know. It's not that we don't want to say something; it's that we, we don't can't. want to get canceled. Exactly. I, I, you know that. Yeah, this is very difficult because I, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 
pro children, but at the same time, I'm also pro children. Pro, pro children. I'm pro destroying terrorists. And and do I think absolutely that that terrorists should be taken out? Absolutely. Was there a different way to do that? I'm not a wartime strategist, but two guys in a truck, I think I could have handled. And I'm not an expert. I don't think that we needed to send a remote controlled nuke to take out two guys in a truck. Well, think about this. But look, but you know, I just, there's too much collateral damage over two guys in a truck that's based on behavioral analysis. This is the thing. They're, they're struggling. They're trying to get some sort of win out of the scenario. They've dug themselves into a deep hole and they're trying to shovel every piece of dirt in there to get out of it. So anytime they have a, a slight chance they're going to kill some ISIS fighter or blah, 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 someone who doesn't really matter in the long run in Afghanistan because it's already lost. What are we going to gain by killing a bunch of terrorists in Afghanistan? Uh, we're just going to empower their families and their yep. kids to raise up more. Yep. Why are we still striking people? And I mean, this is going to be the, this is going to be the reason for hundreds, hundreds of people of Afghanistan to see this and be like, you know what? I think I agree with the Taliban or ISIS because America just killed seven children. Yep. Hatred without breeds any remorse. hatred. That's exactly right. And the other kids, the other kids in, in Afghanistan said, oh, well, I mean, America doesn't care and maybe I should just fight. There's just so many ways that that could They're go. trying to find any excuse to say, we, we avenge those lives, those 13 Americans who yep. were killed. And That's it escalates. It, it is the stupidest pissing match I have ever, and the most worthless match and and not a show of power just because you can blow somebody up in a truck from 12 miles away with a bomb you shouldn't i mean i I can't i I can't say anything else about this president but i mean despicable i don't care if he has mental defect i don't care if he doesn't regardless of who is making the decisions his actions as president are despicable despicable all right what else do you have we're going to get on a topic and we're going to say some things (laughs) <laughs> so um you may this is going to tie into chloe um it is i, I assume so because you are the pop culture consultant and you know about oh. this Nicki minaj in more mm, um information than i do um but so let me kind of give this to you from the beginning oh Nicki good. minaj um she came out on twitter huh. and she had a twitter post it's been since taken down by the overlord, over, uh, overlords, overlords at Twitter. First off, you say Mickey, Nicki Minaj and Twitter are going to go down downhill. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, think about it. She's got like something like what, 30, 40, maybe 300 million followers on Twitter. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She is huge. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Chloe like she knows the answer to that. But um, <laughs> Chloe, get on it. Look on her Twitter. No, it's yeah, banned. Can. You, can't, you can't see it. Sorry. Her Twitter? Yeah. Her account? Yeah. Pretty sure she's been put in Twitter jail. Uh, we're gonna look that up. Okay, continue. Cool. At, at least she was a couple days ago. So uh, Google wants to jump in, apparently. So um, we, she tweeted out some some stuff about her, one of her experiences with the COVID vaccine. She says, "I'm not. I'm uh, her family, or right? F- or not her. Experience. No, it, it's her family. That's okay. what I'm saying. So so I'm I'm gonna have to translate because I don't I don't have the entire tweet, nor do I think I could coherently read the entire tweet. <laughs> That's what um, I was thinking, but." So, essentially, she said that um, one of her family members or distant family members, she's not getting a vaccine because one of her distant family members got it. It caused him to have um, swelling in a sensitive area. Impotence? Which Do you want me to read him, it? I have it. If, if it's clean. I will not say the word. Okay. 
Let, let's go, Chloe. Okay. So the tweet was, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friends got it and became impotent. All right. So we've got three layers of separation between the facts and what was actually tweeted. His <laughs> um, parts became right. swollen. Yes. His friends, uh, his friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Okay, number one, if you were about to get married to the love of your life and she called off the wedding just because your private swole, buddy, she was yeah, not the wrong, one for you anyway. Wrong woman, but we're not here to quit critique the uh, yes, the picker that's, choice that's there. Number one. So I understand number that. Number two. Nicki Minaj's friend of a friend from the other side of the world is what she's posting. Who fought? You know what? Yeah, 30 million people, I guess. How many followers? That's who listens to that. Well, why I'm not? Shut it's, up. It's her opinion. I, I'm just I'm just saying. It, it's not It's not even opinion. She's retelling a... a um, Something retold to yeah, her. Exactly. But is that a crime? Yeah, I, is it's that not a crime? a crime. But you, when you have a platform that big... And you tweet a, a it's message. It's her platform. That she is, built it with her with her money, with her hard work. But did she see the swelling? Did she I don't know. Confirm? Maybe she got sent pictures, but she can't post those on Twitter, yeah, can we? Gotta I hope not. understand the climate. <laughs> if you are, you know, words are important. We've talked about this on this show. And if you are, if you were big enough in in pop culture to know that your words are important and you affect that many people. You have to understand what you're posting. Well, and here's the climate is people are afraid of the vaccine. But they're so afraid of it because that, like John in Trinidad, who's like friends of your cousin who you haven't seen in three years, genitalia swole up. You know what I think of? I think of space falls when he's like, your I am your brother's. No, that. And it's like, <laughs> and he's like, I am your brother's cousin's nephew's yes. third cousin. <laughs> yes. That's the same scene too. So, well, look, okay, here, here's my opinion. And I know you were just dying to hear it, Chris. I am. Um, oh, I am too. Don't worry. Okay. I'll, I'll, let me finish the story because I, I need to finish it oh, to fully express. Oh, because that's not what pisses him off. No. What pisses him off is this. Yeah, exactly. So you can find it anywhere. Um, so after this, she's posted this, right? Um, Twitter obviously decided to take down the po the tweet and yep. put her in Twitter jail. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so, her account is not blocked by the way. Okay, so it's, she's back it, up. It now. was just the tweet that probably got taken down. Okay, now I heard she got put in Twitter jail, so she couldn't post. I don't know. Her Twitter looks so, normal to me. So yeah, well, she's in jail, so you can't. Tell. She couldn't post for like a few hours. Sometimes Something she like got that. Some I, I don't even know. But okay, it, continue. It's a big deal because she's a huge celebrity. It's not like a celebrity. I can't talk today. Anyway, um, the freaking White House. Jen Psaki, the this press secretary, <laughs> comes out and calls her out. Jen Psaki, the press secretary for the president of the United States, comes out and says, um, let's see if I can find it. Um, what was sad about this, that it wasted our time yesterday trying to tack down because we take these claims seriously. Oh, that's not Jen Psaki. Dagummit. Where is Jen Psaki's quote? Um Anyway, oh please! Find I thought it. the funniest thing. I know. Thing, I want to find. I think the funniest thing that Jen, that Jen said about this was like a couple days after she made the comment, some reporter like asked a one of the questions: "Have we talked to Nicki Minaj? Like, has the White yeah. House reached out to her?" And she's like, "Yes, we had such a great phone conversation with that's, Nicki Minaj." That's and all what I'm stuff. saying. And I'm sitting there like, oh, "Why? 
There's so many other things happening in our country. We're saying you're talking to Nicki Minaj on the phone about her friend in a freaking Jen other Psaki country. Yeah. confirms she had a conversation with Nicki Minaj. So we offered to call uh, on a call with Nicki uh, that one of our doctors answered questions she had about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Um, so she's giving this whole like political, I want you to know that we engage all the time with people who have big public platforms with profiles. Some of them we talk about, some of them we are here, some of them we that you don't even know just because they're looking for questions to be answered. Hey, so Jen. the freaking, the president of the, of the United States, his press secretary is going to reach out to a pop star who's who's telling a a hearsay tale about someone's genitalia swelling up when they got the vaccine. She's saying, that's why I'm not getting it. Or you guys should, hey, pray about it, think about it, uh, because of the information that we have in front of you. So she's getting reached out to by the White House and getting a slap on the wrist saying, eh, eh, you don't talk her that way. You're not talking about You're supposed to be on our side. Don't talk her like that. Um, that's not all. Uh, hey, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I would like to say, hey, Jen, okay. um, when you're like done with like this whole like press secretary thing, you know, we might be big stars. So if you'd like to like come here and talk. Oh, my gosh. Please don't don't do that. I mean, it'll don't be about as me. intellectual as the Nicki Minaj conversation. Do but do that to me. <laughs> did, did, the, did the Fauci call her? Yes. Oh, yes. He didn't call. He made a public comment. Dang okay. it. I was say, how um, do all these people have Nicki Minaj's phone number? He says, he says that. Um, hey, girl. Hey. Her claim, <laughs> he says that her claim has no evidence behind it. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 an opinion. There's it's not evidence tweet. behind an opinion. It's, she didn't post it as an opinion. It's a tweet. It's a tweet. It is an opinion. Hey, that's what all tweets are. But it wasn't Caring but people. Even that's... if you tweeted freaking, I guess if you, yeah, if it's not an opinion, if you tweet freaking um, Encyclopedia Britannica entries or something, but nobody does that. Everyone tweets their opinion. Or if you tweet a picture of a cat, that's not an opinion. Uh, but the point is, if I stand up on a soapbox to all of our, okay, we've got about 1.5 million listeners to this show. So if I sit here and say, I, what? I, I am okay. not painting my I'm house blue because I heard that the factory that makes paint does so by ringing Smurfs into the paint cans. Yep, that's First fine. off, Hasbro better call me and say, hey, look, hold on. You're going to ruin the Smurfs for kids because they're going to go home and see their blue bedrooms and say, oh, no, this is not right. Smurf blood. She has a responsibility because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Chris. And regardless or not, people are on edge. People don't understand if they should get the vaccine or not. And as soon as you, 30 million followers or whatever she has, sees, well, she's not getting it because factually, if she knows that so-and-so's genitalia swole up, then I'm definitely not getting it. Welcome to the United States of freaking America, where we have freedom of speech. At least we should have freedom of speech. But you know people don't verify facts. I don't care. That's the, I don't I don't express my opinion on the show thinking that every single person is going to go verify everything I say. Yeah, some people might. You I'm should. Fine with we that. tell them to. We tell them to, but they may not. You I'm should. not going to stop talking because I think that someone is going to get the wrong idea about something. And, but you and, don't talk about hearsay. That's no. the thing. We don't. We don't say like this is what we heard. We look at facts before we spew them. But here's the thing: the the reason we have freedom of speech is because we protect controversial things just like this, even quote unquote vaccine misinformation, which is the title that's been given to everything that even doubts the efficacy or the, the effectiveness of the vaccine. Uh, that's what the title is given. Even for vaccine misinformation, that is the most protected form of speech. Is because that it is, misinformation? Because it is surrounded 
in it is surrounded in political controversy right now, regardless if it is in fact misinformation or if it's correct or not, it is surrounded in controversy in the American political climate. And it is if you you can look up, and I, I'm not going to quote it for you right now. Like the Federalist Papers, you can look up Supreme Court opinions. It has been consistently ruled over and over and over that controversial political speech is should be the most protected form of free speech. Because as soon as that goes, everything is on the table. Absolutely. So, it absolutely is. But also, as a human being, you have a little bit of a responsibility to use a platform that you have. Are we really commenting on the responsibility of Nicki Minaj right now? <laughs> You know, if it wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. Yes. I agree with you, but you got to let if, me have that You know, one. change the name to anybody. I mean, take it... What if it was Anthony Fauci? I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of followers. Any any name that you swap out there, when you get to the platform, when you get to the size of stardom that she's at, you've got to have a little responsibility. Okay, well, look. Here, here's the thing. Obviously, the COVID vaccine, and I'm letting everyone know so I don't get flagged for misinformation, it is effective. It is mostly effective. If you go look on the online reporting website, which gets hugely inflated by false reports anyway, there's something like a death rate of a few percentage points out of the, I mean, out of the, out of the people that are reported. Right. Like, of the total vaccines in the United States, it's sub percentage of any severe side effect. And but these are and these are self reports. Yeah, and these are self reports. So obviously, there's going to be a lot more bogus reports saying that, oh, yeah, my arm fell off, then they're not. And a lot of these are verified. Yeah, a lot of them are nursing home-related deaths. If you go look up on that on that website, I, I, what is it called? It's it's like the vaccine reporting, side effect reporting system. It's a government yeah, website. You can, or something. you can look it up yourself and look at all the data. But take it for a I, grain of salt because it's not scientific. I can go there. If I didn't, if I was a vaccine hater, I could go there and but that's File what, a report that's that what I'm saying. Made that's what I'm sick. saying, Chris. So that, that is not good information. That's, I'm not saying that it supports Nicki Minaj. I'm saying that it doesn't. Right. I'm saying that even though you can make tons of false reports on that platform, if you factored in every single one of the negative side effects reported on that system, it still accounts for an extremely small sub-percent amount of side effects or deaths related to the COVID vaccine. So, yeah, it's, it's freaking safe. Now, obviously, we don't know a lot about long-term effects. That's why I'm hesitant, is I don't know about the long-term effects of any of these vaccines yet. I don't think they've been in circulation long enough to know that. Um, but that's that's my decision. Um, I think it's wrong for Twitter to silence people who talk about their doubts about the vaccine, because that's really all you have to do. And I, I think it's hilarious that the freaking White House and Anthony Fauci and actually, I believe a health official in um, that country that she was talking about, Trinidad, came out and said, oh, we don't know that that's true at all. Exactly. Uh, I don't care. She didn't talk about... I don't care if it's true She didn't talk about whether she felt she didn't want the, the vaccine or not. Is, she added, like, BS information with it. It don't matter. That, that's not the point. You don't have to... I don't have to go on... Before I say anything on any social media or for any platform in that matter, whether or not I'm standing on a soapbox in the middle of a river in freaking nowhere, Indiana, I I don't have to verify my information. I don't have to go and say, okay, well, before I say this and this and this, I better go make sure that it is all fact. I could tell you that that I, I my parents are freaking unicorns from the planet of Mars, and 
I'm not going to get freaking arrested. But the fact that people say that and do that is what's wrong with this country right now. I disagree. The fact that people I don't disagree. verify information when they go and, and put it out there. That's just, a, that's just a human condition. If we start telling people that you have to verify everything you say, we're going to lose dissent. We're going to lose the idea that, well, maybe the establishment opinion, maybe the majority opinion is wrong. Because whoever controls the majority opinion will say that any other opinion is wrong. Well, no. Why That's would you not want right to be now. always speaking factually? And, and just think because about this. Because facts are subjective. Right now, they're subjective. They are because there's so many people spilling misfacts. Like, if, <laughs> if, if everybody begins speaking, like, true facts... There are no true facts. There is not a thing that is solely true. I'll tell you, okay, true thing. Gravity works. I can drop a thing and it's going to go to the ground. We know that's true, okay? Um, I know that the, that the sky is blue when I walk out. And that could change, okay? But that's that, that can be considered a fact, okay? We thought we knew why gravity worked. We thought we knew um, what made uh, little uh, the paint that was being put into... Um, uh, uh, glass back in the 1940s and 50s, why, we knew why that glowed, right? We thought we knew why that made a pretty color until maybe 10 or 20 years later we found out that it was radiation and all those factory workers that were making that stuff are going to die or they've already died. We thought we knew a bunch of facts. We thought we knew facts uh, about why the nuclear bomb works. We thought we knew facts about space. There are a lot of people, and I know this is kind of disproven, but they're honestly today are a lot of people that think that the earth is flat. And I know that's a very easy thing to say because it's not very, there's, there's, it's neither here nor there, whether that actually was the opinion of folks around. <laughs> we, we thought a lot about what was fact. And a lot of those people that redefined what are facts were suppressed. Uh, there were a lot of scientists back in uh, the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, even whose opinions Turned out to be the right ones about math, about space, about general science, about the way body the body works. Um, they were told that they were wrong, and some of them executed for that. That's but they turned out to be the right people. And I'm not saying this is the case with the vaccine thing, but I'm saying that if we sit here and say you have to, you have, you can only speak verified fact, we will never ever 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 grow as a species but you anymore. But we're talking, I mean, there's a fine line because saying I'm not doing something because somebody's genitalia swole up, that is not verified. Well, like, that is not... No one has to verify why they're making a decision. Do, do we have to, do women have to verify why they're having an abortion if they have want to have one? That, but that's different. She's no. not saying I'm not having abortion because it's a, it's a my friend's cousin opinion. did it and her toe turned green. Sure. That, then maybe that's why she doesn't want to get one. What I'm saying is, is if you, if you want to make a decision, even if it's uneducated, in this country you have the right to make that uneducated decision. And I think it's – we're going back to another issue now. I think it's wrong that the government is requiring people – holding their jobs over their heads to get this vaccine when the same political party has for years pushed my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, when it comes to issues that they care about. 
So what is it? Is it my body, my choice? Do I get to choose what I get to do with my body? Does my wife get to choose what she gets to do with her body? Or is that only for specific things that are approved by the government, like abortion? And we're going to turn the page here because I know this is very near and dear to you, this this new mandate, which I don't think, I think they're pushing it through OSHA, right? And it hasn't, I don't even think the fake correct paperwork had been filed yet. I, I, um, I, I got an email from my employer. But yeah. yeah, I got an email from my employer actually today um, that basically said um, our policy is unchanging. Um, we highly encourage everyone to get it. If you don't get it, uh, you just have to abide by whatever regulation facility you work in. And thankfully the facility that I'm in, um, they're not as, they're not requiring it either. So I am good for now. Now I was to the point uh, during, during our vacation actually um, I was quite stressed out about it and I was, you know, like, oh gosh, I better start looking for another job because they're going to fire me. Uh, I, I somehow may have been, you know, um, another substance making me forget um, the fact that uh, I, uh, <laughs> the fact that I could just do testing every week to survive um, on my employer's dime at that. So yeah. heck, if they want to pay for me to go to a testing center every day, that thing, whatever, I'm going to exist like that. And it's not because I don't, think the vaccine is safe for me to take. It's not because of anything related to science around the vaccine. I am solely not getting it because I'm being told to by the government and I'm being required to, and my job is being held over my head. I'm not going to give up my freedom just because they can dangle my job over my head. If I have to live off of dirt, if I have to make my own business or try to find some company that is less than 100 employees and is not a federal contractor, then by God, I'll do it before I let the government tell me what to do. I don't think that's going to happen. I just, I don't think there is enough, um, there is just no way the federal government can require that. I mean, they don't have, they can't require you to have a flu vaccine. Um, I just don't see it. And and I, I'm a numbers guy too. And when I look at, at statistics in Tennessee, I, I look at the news and it says, you know, Tennessee is at the highest and all these states are at the highest. But when I look at data, numbers come down. And when you look at new cases, you look at total active cases, like it's up and down, but it's on a decline. So I really think that, you know, numbers, there's a delay in numbers reporting and, you know, who knows what is actual, right? Sure. But the, but the raw data says it's coming down. You're right. Your Your job should not be held over you by a the government you to make a decision right yes and i was even against when uh businesses were coming out and saying we require you to get the vaccine or you or you're fired i think that's wrong too um i don't think that any private entity uh, i don't think that anybody should be able to hold your lifestyle over your head to make a medical decision because here's the flip side though tennessee is an at-will state you're right and so that's that's the re- reality I have reason. to live in. But now, Tennessee on the, on can the flip side, though, I mean, you can get tested weekly. Yeah, I, apparently. And what's the just... what's the plus side? You might know if you have COVID, you don't bring it into the office. Sure, and, and your, minor your, inconvenience. Your older coworkers who, but you know what, aren't as healthy may you know not die. You know what's stupid about that is, you know that 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 somehow acknowledges a common mistruth that if you get the vaccine, you can't spread the virus. You can't get the virus. You still can. You very much can get it. I have a friend of mine who was vaccinated. He could not come to our funeral because he was so sick with COVID. Funeral? 
funeral oh my god my wedding <laughs> you <laughs> did you die i don't even know i got death on the brain talking about covid anyway i i, I guess i did i, feel I like thought it was a great wedding it was a great wedding you saw it like that oh my gosh anyway let me move mm. on from my freaking yeah you should let us move mistake on. There. anyway anyway what, what anyway what what i was saying was is um I, you know he got sick he had a terrible time didn't go to the hospital he had the vaccine he still got it. He still had to quarantine because he could have just as much spread it. I think sure. it's stupid to not consider um, that people who have the vaccine can still very much get and spread COVID. Um, I also think it's unfair that people disregard natural immunity from folks that have already had COVID. That needs sure. to be something that we can um, implement in the future if we're going to be, you know, requiring COVID study. proof of of immunity to exist. I also feel like people don't understand people who can't get the vaccine because doctors have told them not to. Like I've known people personally that are being like not attacked, but just being looked down on because they won't get the vaccine. But literally like they go, a doctor told me not to, or I don't feel comfortable with it because a family member has this genetic issue and I could have this genetic issue and they were told not to get it. So it's like, there's just all these things that people don't, just because you don't get the vaccine doesn't mean you don't want to. Like right. a lot of, I have a lot of friends that are that, that are that way that they're like, I would, they said, one of them said, I would be more scared to get the vaccine because I would think I was going to die from the vaccine sure. than I would to die from And COVID. nobody says any, I mean, I know a lot of people that can't take the flu vaccine. I know we're talking a completely different type yeah. of vaccine, but in the same, on the same vein, I know people that can't take the flu vaccine because of the ingredients. Nobody says anything to them no, in the those, middle of flu season. Those no. people are not considered at all. I, I've heard oh. stories about, um, uh, specifically in New York, people trying to go to restaurants because right now it's required if you want to go to a restaurant in, in uh, New York City. And a Broadway show. The Broadway shows, big events, and and uh, they're refused because they don't have their vaccine. They said, I can give you a negative. T- nope, you have to have your vaccine. But I can't. I will literally die if I get Sorry. Sorry about your luck. You mm-hmm. can't go to concerts anymore. You can't go to restaurants anymore. That's your life now. And it's because of their medical condition that they can't get the vaccine. It's so human. It's it's so inhumane to me. Well, and also you can't discriminate against other medical conditions until COVID. <laughs> yeah, that that's we're we're living in a world where our rights have been trampled upon, and I feel like everyone is just most people are completely oblivious to it. I, you know, I I just I pray every night that I wake up and this is just over and done with, or there's a new world issue and this kind of goes in the background because number one, it's. It has divided people. It has made people angry at each other. It has made people hate each other. People are ugly to each other over something very simple. Um, and it's it's caused people to spread misinformation. And, uh, you know, I just I can't wait till this is over. And the next big thing is here. It, it's just it's horrible. Well, I will say we're kind of at a little bit of that point with what I'll talk about in pop culture, because there is a thing that's kind of taking over stuff. Um, right now, news wise. So yeah, let's move into pop culture. We have we have um, <laughs> we've beaten a dead horse with with that. Oh yeah, just wait for the next episode. <laughs> so um, before we start talking about the main topic of uh, the pop culture section, um, I just wanted to review some music news that happened. The Rolling Stones, after seventeen years, sorry, not Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone, like the magazine article, oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the band, the Rolling Stone, um, the Rolling Stone, um, they redid their top five hundred uh, songs of all time list mm. for the first time in seventeen years. Um, I will say. I don't know if I agree with this list. There were a lot of 
songs that I was like, how does that rank over this one? Um, but we can't go through all 500, but um, it's on the Rolling Stone website. But we will go through the top 10 because I just find it very interesting. So number 10 is Outcast. Hey, ya. This is the best songs, best songs of all time. Yeah. Hey, I, you know what? I know that that chorus like by heart, so, so I do really I. understand. Yeah. Number nine, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. Okay, okay I don't know that one. Yeah, yes, maybe you I do. do. What is it? Oh, here I go again. My love. Do, 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 do. I'm so glad maybe. that is I, above I just, I that know. one. Anyway, I, maybe I know that. I Number know. eight. Missy Elliott, get your freak oh, on. You're telling me that made it over Fleetwood really? Mac? Yes. Oh, God. Just people on. that make these... Li- I'm sending an email okay. right now. Oh, Number man. seven, the Beatles, Strawberry Fields, forever. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Number six, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Uh, what's You mean, let's get it on? Nope, it says what's going on. What's going on? I think it's... That's what it says on this bow, article. Bow, bow, bow. Is that what that is? Boom. Marvin Gaye doing that? I believe so. Yeah. Does that really the name of it? That's what it says on on the Rolling Stones website. Oh, I've always known it as another. I know what's going on is, is um, typically the mistitle of um, that song that I played you one time. Get it on. No, 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 no. no. It's called um, what's up by three, three non blondes. Um, No, you know what? That is its own song. I've I've only known one Marvin Gaye song and that's let's get it on. What's going on is its own. I guess you're going to learn it now. Holy crap. Um, Number five is Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Yes. I can agree with that. I, I don't know if that ranks over. What about the baby from that album cover is like, Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I heard about that. Cause little like baby. We was on the cover. That and he's like, (laughs) He is posted emotional just, damages for it's that. It's just now bothering he, you. He also has posted like throughout his adult life pictures of him recreating it. So, oh my gosh. yeah, that's well. So, all right, all right. All right. Okay, I, I'll tell you this about that. Like, if if he is so similar to that picture that people are recognizing him and be like, oh, you're the freaking <laughs> he baby used on it as a platform. Then so, he's like, got other problems. Um, I. You know what? He if needs he, to go see a specialist if, about that. If Nirvana is going to like redo that album, come to me. I'll pose for it. We'll make a new one. Oh, no. And I will not sue you. No. For using my livelihood. Oh, you know, I'm really I, okay. You know, you. I, think I, I think I know what the podcast cover is going to be now. <laughs> you think we can cartoon that? Definitely not. Maybe the censored version. <laughs> no. Not even going to try. I feel like a new cover coming on. Going next, back. Next on the list Number is... Number four. Bob Dylan, Like a Rolling Stone. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. Number three, Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. Okay. I don't know that one. I would have put Bob Dylan over here. Okay. We're to the top two. Oh, gosh. I don't believe in either of these. Bone ring. Yes. Uh, Number two is Public Enemy, Fight the Power. (sighs) Fight the Power. Really? Why is that number two? I don't know. I feel like I would put that one below um, uh, the number 10 The number one song of all time is Aretha Franklin, Respect. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's a good one. You know, that's it, universal. It's subjective. Like. These lists. I mean, I feel I like mean, everyone like, knows that. I'm sure. What is this based on? Airplay? No, this is like a legit ranking that they do. What like, was the old one? Do we know the old one? Uh, probably. Let me look it up. I'd like to know that because I'd like to compare it. You know, I can see. I can see respect because I feel like everyone knows that. Yeah. Like if you said that to anyone, they they probably wouldn't be able to name. Well, they could because I, I think spelled like, in the song. If you can recognize a song by like the first three bars, yeah, that's maybe how you rank it because everybody knows that. 
Same thing with Marvin Gaye. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, I'm I mean, surprised that wasn't worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't find it right now, but if I do, I'll post okay. it on our page. I like how Grant's head bobbing in the control room. Yeah. Well, that's the, with the Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's for me. Like, I can hear, do, 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 you know? So, um, but yeah, I, I just, I can see um, a few of those on that list, but it, it kind of, some you of them can are tell kind of subjective. That, and they went through a lot of genres you. and a lot of years, like, there i mean it was definitely an eclectic group making those because we went through some of my years like mm-hmm. fleetwood mac and yeah. bob dylan wow well and here's the other thing a lot of people are upset sorry here's the other thing a lot of people are upset because there's a lot of like like john lennon's imagine was like not even top 15 mm. and like all these classics are not in the top but you have to understand too like people our age are getting hey y'all yeah. is a classic to us because mm-hmm. that came out when we were a kid yep. now is it classic rock no but like is it but a classic classics are us? changing yeah you know, that's as, what it is when we are older the classics are gonna be those songs they're gonna be mm-hmm. Nicki minaj and, oh, and cardi <laughs> b and yeah that's gonna be interesting. Okay. although i will still listen to classic rock until the day i die Same. i promise i yeah. hope when when my son's older and he goes back and listens to these please we Early on in the show, we talked about music and stuff. Go find my Bob Dylan records and Fleetwood Mac records and play them so you know what music is. Yeah. There's the day music died. I feel like that's a big deal um, (laughs) because there's been a lot of good stuff um, like after that. But now the state of music now, I feel like we have gotten better than like the, the early 2000s music, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, now we're just recycling everything. Yeah. We're just reusing beats and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. it's kind of sad. This was our quick subject um, because quick. we okay. have to get into what well, was going to be quicker, but you can't. Yeah, and this so, is going to be a long episode. Yeah, this yeah. would be a really long episode, it's but it's our, worth it's it. Our season two intro, so. but it's yeah. worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. So, um, before I start this, I would like to um, just clarify that. When we recorded this episode, it is uh, September 20th. It is Monday. Um, The reason I have to clarify this is because um, we are going to be talking about Gabby Petito. This is the uh, 22-year-old girl who went missing on the road with her fiancé, Brian uh, Laundrie. And a lot of things have been happening. Um, TikTok has, like, exploded with this case. And it's, like I was talking about earlier, Chris, um, it has taken over the media. Like, everybody is asking about her in this case and where they are and what all is happening. Um, So the reason I wanted to clarify what day it is today when we're talking about it is because new developments can happen before this podcast comes out. And if that does happen, we will be posting, like, updates and things like that um, on our social media just so that we're able to keep updated and things. And there will probably be a bunch of updates before this even comes out but at least if you listen to this you have the whole story up to when you started getting the updates are you too ready to follow me down this crazy rabbit hole of a current investigation i've been keeping up with this so i'm ready it's crazy so um gabby petito and uh ryan laundry so gabby lives in new york um and uh ryan lives in uh florida but they've been living with his parents in florida for the last like year or so they've been saving up money and for uh, the next five months they were supposed to go on a like cross-country like park visiting trip thing that a lot of these people are doing now living in a van living the rustic yeah now just, hippie just life spending or whatever. their savings you know yeah so um they decided they left on July 2nd from New York with in her white van, um, excuse me, and then drove to Kansas. Shout out. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got there on July 5th and um, went to a national park uh, there and then continued on. Uh, the good thing about uh, this case is that Gabby was very uh, active on social media. She was a big influencer on social media about just uh, traveling life and about being out in nature and things like that. So a lot of this is being documented. Um, so on July 8th, she posts that they're in Colorado Springs. On July 16th through 22nd, the couple are in Utah Zion National Park. So we're now in Utah. Um, and this is the state where everything kind of goes down and is kind of just gets kind of crazy. Um, so we're in Utah from July 16th to the, to the 22nd. Then we go up and um, we'll also have a map on our social media that you can follow as well. But you, they go up through Utah to all these different places where she documents where they are. Um, oh, and real quick, if you want to pull the map up, here's your chance. Yes. Pull um, it up. She worked really hard on that map. I did, and I found it on the internet. Okay. There you <laughs> so anyway, go so, pull up the map on the social media, the uh, Still Love You Bro Facebook page. I believe that's where it's going to be, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, we are now in Utah, and this is um, also the place where a uh, lesbian couple was murdered as well, like during their time there. Hmm. So right now, time-wise, we are on... Um, we are going to skip ahead. So in Utah, that was around July 16th to the, to the 22nd. Um, then they go up to Wyoming. And on August 12th, the police uh, had an encounter with the couple. Uh, there was a police call that came through that there was a domestic uh, scene going on between a couple and a white van. And at the time, the police pulled them over. The police body cam is available. It's about a 30-minute clip. Um, but um, they pull them, pull them over. She states that she was upset because he got in the van with dirty feet. He's known for walking around barefoot. And um, that happens when you're barefoot. Yeah. And in the desert um, that he's walking, that it was dirty feet um, and that they just got an altercation about it. And um, he stated that she hit him and yelled at him and had a physical altercation with him and she denied having a physical altercation Mm. Uh, him giving her a physical altercation. So um, the thing, so after that, the police just saw it as neither of them wanted to press charges. They're engaged. They're in love. They're just on the road. Right. So they said they got him a hotel room. They let her stay in the van. They just said, hey, spend the night away from each other and then come see each other the next day and mm. just keep your keep going. So here's where things get weird. So we are in Wyoming. We are, um, actually, I'm sorry. That was in Utah. Um, then they go up to Wyoming. In Wyoming, um, she tells her family that she is at Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park. Um, the reason that this is important will come up later, um, but this is uh, really important to remember geography, <laughs> that Wyoming is northeast of California. So remember okay. that. Northeast of California. Yes. So um, that is on August 25th. Now, interestingly enough, um, Ryan Laundrie, who is her fiance, um, he ended up, and I'm trying to find the dates because I had it on here. Um, he actually ended up going back home between the fight. Where is home? For Florida. Everyone. Florida. So home is in Florida. Yes. So they're in Utah, and he decides it was right after the fight. He decides uh, to go back home to go help his dad clean out the storage shed that he and Gabby were using. Hmm. For like a few days. So. 
So where is she at this point? She's still in Utah. Alone? Without yes. a vehicle? No. He flew back home. Oh, he flies back home. Yes. Okay. So she I has believe, the van. I believe. Okay. So she has the van. Um, and that was between the time of August 12th and August, I think it was 25th. I can't find it right this second, but I remember reading that today, hmm. um, which was very strange. Then on August 30th, so that is five days after she got to the Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park. She's alone at this point, right? No, she, he is back. Okay, he came back. I'm sorry. Right. He is back. There's, this is why this is so confusing because mm. there's a huge timeline going on. Chris looks even more confused. Just trying to follow. He just left to unload a storage shed and then went back. Yep. Okay. Then came for, back. Okay. For how so, long? Five days? For Makes like sense. three to five days. Okay. So she was still alive at that point, by the way. And we know this. We, like, there's no way she wasn't not alive. Okay. Because so, here's the reason. Hold up. Double negative. Hold on. So here's the reason. So when Petito said on August 25th that she was going to Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park, this was a FaceTime call. So they physically saw her. Mm. She was physically talking to them, and they knew that it was her talking. Right. This was on August 25th. On August 30th, Petito's family receives the last text from her. This is a text saying she didn't have service in Yosemite. The reason that this is strange is that first off, it was five days after she had talked to them last, and she normally talked to them every day. Mm. She would go out of her way to go get service to talk to them. Yosemite is in Southern California. Yeah. And their final destination near the end of October was Yellowstone. If you look at your map, you can see that the path went, if you start at Kansas, it went west, and then they went up through Utah, and then up north to northeast was where they were supposed to go in Wyoming. So nowhere near Yosemite National Park. Yosemite National Park is like a day's trip from there. Mm Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense. Like, it would have made sense if when they were at the Mystic Hot Springs in Utah, if they would have said, hey, let's go to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that far from there. But when you're in Wyoming, and you're supposed to be going to Yellowstone. Yeah, not a logical Then drive. it doesn't, doesn't make sense. So then, so we're on August 30th. And they receive a text saying that she's in Yosemite, which they did not believe at the time either. On September 1st, Brian, uh, Brian Laundry returns to the couple's home in Northport, Florida. Now, here's what is also strange. I Google mapped this from Yosemite National Park to Northport, Florida. It takes 42 hours for you to drive that. Not and enough time. So how, how many days that would the be, text? That would be two days. Uh-huh. But... Still, even with that's so forty drove, that's forty two hours without stopping. Right. So, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. So he there's unless he just drove that straight, it's hard to believe that he made it that home no, during that time period. There's no way. And she's not with him at this point. So when he gets home, she is nowhere to be seen. He drives home with her van without her. Hmm. So they have no idea at this point where she is. Or what happened? Right when he got home, the family hired an attorney and they were making no comments. There was no crime committed at this point because there was no body. There's no nothing because she could have just jumped out of the van and said, see you later. Like, but he didn't say. He's he not could, saying anything. He, he, he just doesn't like said a word. and went in and made a sandwich. He got yep. an attorney and yep. shut up. Yep. So 
Wow. Um, they were not able, the family, uh, the Petito family was not able to um, file a missing persons report until September 11th because of the nature of their trip. They didn't know. The police were like, we can't validate that she's just not somewhere else hanging out or doing something. And they're calling him and he's not answering. They don't call him. Okay. He's a person of interest. He's not a suspect because there has not been a crime committed. Gotcha. At but, this but point. nobody thought to call him and say, hey. They did. Okay. And he refused to comment. So he didn't His answer. lawyer said, don't comment. Gotcha. To him and his family. So <laughs> we're getting to, it's, it's already complicated. So um, it's September 1st. He's home with her van without her. And then um, the search began for her at the, uh, at the, um, sorry, I'm trying to find it. The point last scene. The Moab. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and at the Grand Teton was where the, excuse me, the Grand Teton was where they were looking for her. That was where Um, they did the FaceTime. Yes. So that was the last place where they actually physically saw her. I believe she was seen a lot. Yes. So point last scene. So um, this is where the world of social media like exploded. Sure. Because all these other travel groups, there have been three so far that um, there have been three travel groups so far that saw the van, have its videos of the van, has all these things that they see Brian or they see her and all this stuff. Now here. So they're trying to determine. When exactly she disappeared. Yes, because there's a big gap between August 25th and August 30th. There's five days there. Right. So there was also a TikToker and travel uh, blogger, vlogger, whatever you call them, um, that picked up laundry and hitchhiked him near to, they said, hey, we're going to Jackson, which is in uh, Wyoming. And he was walking and he's hitchhiked. And the second that they got close to Jackson, he told them to stop the car. And he said, I'm going to find a different ride. I don't want to be in here anymore. And it was a group of girls, by the way. Hmm. And they're like, are you sure? And he paid them money to let him out of the car. He could not go to, go to that town. So he was without a vehicle at that point. Yes. But then, this was before he drove back home, he went and got the van. Which he left. Up where he hitchhiked from. Wow. How long did he hitchhike for? Do we know? We don't know. So he was walking on the road alone without a vehicle. Yep. But he had a vehicle. But he but had he, a vehicle. But he wasn't in. But he left it yes. somewhere and hitchhiked down the road with some people. Freaked out. Freaked out, paid them to lend him out. Said he was going to hitchhike with somebody else. And walked all the way back or got God. hitchhiked all the way back to his vehicle. Yes. What sordid lives we lead. So, oh, this is not even done yet. It's not even done. So but September please, 11th. There's more. Yes. September 11th, she's missing. They're looking for her. Um, then it gets to, let me pull up the exact dates because I want to make sure I have the exact dates so that we are clear about what happened. So then on, uh, September, uh, 17th, which was last Friday, that was when the, uh, laundry family called the police to say that their son was missing. Oh, so now he's missing. So, um, but it gets even better. They said that they had not seen their son since Tuesday, the 14th. And they just now reported And they just now reported on Friday. Now, here's their reasoning. He said that he wanted to go to this park near their house to go hike and chill out. So he left on Tuesday, parked his Mustang there at the park, 
When he didn't come back on Wednesday, they went to the park and found his Mustang. It had a sign on a note on it from the police that said, you know, can't park your vehicle here. Please take it. Right. They didn't want to take the vehicle because they didn't want him to be camping and then not have a vehicle to come back. So this is on the 15th. On the 16th, they go back. Vehicle still there with the note on it. They take the vehicle back to the house. The parents do. And on the 17th is when they report him missing. Now, here's the other thing that's crazy about this. Well, that seems reasonable, though. That, this is what's crazy about this. This house has been surrounded by protesters, surrounded by police, surrounded by everyone since she went missing around September 11th. Hmm. His house has been on constant monitoring. How in the world do you sneak yourself in your car out when there are hundreds of people outside? Somebody was sleeping on the job, it sounds like. No. A hundred people outside of your door and then not one person sees you get, get away? I don't know. That is weird. I don't think he... I, and this is what I'm going to be clear about on this podcast, too. I, if I'm saying something... So you don't think the car ever left? So what I'm going to say is a theory. This is not fact. This is something that has been getting a lot of trouble with the investigation as well as a lot of people are giving theories and not facts. This is a theory. I don't think he ever went home. I think he dropped the van off and I think he left and he went somewhere else or somebody came and picked him up. Hmm. The other thought that I had was that he wants to get out because um, we haven't gotten to this point, but unfortunately yesterday, uh, September 19th, they found a body in the Grand Teton Park. Um, and they have I, they have not fully identified it as Gabby, but they said that it matches the description. Um, the person giving the report was very, he was very emotional about it. So it was obviously, um, it's not like it's not going to be her, unfortunately. Right. Uh, right. The autopsy comes out tomorrow. Um, but what I'm thinking is, the lawyer's like, yeah, the lawyer knows everything. I mean, he's got to know everything. The parents probably know everything. The lawyer probably knows everything. Once again, this is just a theory. I believe that he went and dropped his car off there and said, I'm going to go here. Tell them I'm going here. They had someone who could, there's a lot of people in this country who can get you new IDs, new passports, new everything if you pay them enough money to do it. And I think that that person provided that and took him away so that they were distracted and they searched that park for three days for him. And they finally, they called off the search today because they said, we do not believe he's in here. Mm. Um, today, we finally got a search warrant for the laundry's home. Um, they took the parents out this morning and set them in an unmarked uh, van for about an hour. And then about an hour ago, they got a warrant to um, search all uh, digital devices. So phones, computers, right. all of this stuff. Um, that was kind of see. late. In my opinion, I know there wasn't much probable cause, yeah, but I agree. You know, that's tough. Uh, that's tough. So, but they are still. Brian is nowhere to be found. They have found Gabby's body, most likely, and Brian is nowhere to be found. I believe he's out of this country. Yeah, I think he's gone. I think he's left. I think he's either and... gone or he has. He is no longer with us. If you're a person of interest, you can still fly out of the country. Am I wrong? They right. cannot surveil you. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, you could be a person of interest, but I mean, unless you've been put on a no-fly list, absolutely. And so here's the other thing. He's left the country. If he would have left on his own ID and passport, we would have known. They would have been able to find mm -hmm. out exactly. he left the country. So they Maybe they know, but they haven't released that. I mean, who could knows? Could be. There's yeah, a lot of be. things I feel the police, a lot, this poli police force is getting a lot of hate um, because of how slowly it's moving. But I think they're moving so slowly 
and it seems slow because they're trying to follow all the rules so that they do find him. And he can, can be judged. Yes, it can't because you don't want it thrown out because yes. you did something and wrong. Yes. On, on what you said, Chris, they might know that he left the country and where he went, but to protect his safety, you don't always. That and that's the other thing when in, when police investigate things, you never give away your hand sometimes yep. because you will affect that investigation, and it and it sucks because people think sometimes that you're holding mm-hmm. you know information or why didn't you tell everybody that? Well, you don't want everybody knowing the facts if you're still working it. I guess we will see if um, if they find any digital information because I feel like um, it does take some knowledge to successfully scrub that kind of thing. Like you can't tell me he didn't call home. You can't tell me he did not message someone. And if he did, they would probably would have had to hire a very intelligent person who was willing to scrub a possible, you know, murder, um, uh, murderers, um, information to keep sure. it hidden from law enforcement. And about an hour ago, they said that they did retrieve a um, hard drive from her van with information on it. They have not released what that information is. So they were their, were their vloggers, right? Yes, um, so but we might have the, some video. The other interesting thing as well is this is what turned on people on the internet as well. Her Instagram. Um, obviously, the following is very different number-wise now. I, it literally went from like 788K followers to 800 from this afternoon. Like, mm. that's how many people are following wow. now. Um, the thing that with the Instagram is that she would tag a lot of outdoor brands. If she was wearing like REI or Columbia, she would tag them. And she'd do it in a very specific way. Her posts were about a page and a half long. Like, it's just a long post with a lot of hashtags. And um, I think a lot of people are speculating that Brian posted for her in the last two posts to help, to try to show that she was still there. Right. Um, Because the last two posts um, were a picture of uh, him and her together in the van and then a picture of the van. Um, It did not. Every single post that she had before this gave a location of where they were. And she never tagged him in the picture. She would always tag him in the cap in like the caption. Mm -hmm. And she tags him in the picture here. Now, that's not the weirdest one. Like, that's like, okay, well, maybe... You know, she just changed it up or right, whatever. Right. The weirdest one was the last post of her. And this is the one that's used a lot when looking at her. And the only thing the post says is happy Halloween. It has a fly emoji and a pumpkin emoji. What And it has no location. One thing that's weird about that is after a lot of her posts, she would use butterflies as like a little emoji. Mm-hmm. And this is a fly emoji. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Um, different type of fly. I don't like know. Somebody was in a hurry post. Is, and it, then, is it odd for her to have such a short post? Yes. Okay. That was the, there's no hashtag. Right. But no brand inclusion. Something else that I noticed. It's it's also her holding a pumpkin saying happy Halloween on August twenty fifth. They were supposed to be near Yosemite. Uh, not Yosemite, excuse me. Um near Yellowstone at Halloween. And my thought, this is just a theory. My thought is that she probably took this because it was a cute uh, orange and black and white background and was probably planning on posting it near Halloween when they got closer. Right. Um, the weird part, which I actually made a TikTok about today because nobody has talked about this post. The weird part about it is, so on Instagram, you can put like a group of pictures on there for you to scroll through. Mm-hmm. And there's six pictures on here. And the first five are all her in front of this mural with her cute little outfit on. And it's a black shirt, like a like a skin-colored skirt. And then she has like... Um, she has like a necklace on and it's just, it's a really, it's a darker outfit. Mm-hmm. Then this, uh, the sixth picture, the last picture is a selfie 
It's not a selfie, actually. It's a picture taken in a mirror that's out of focus. But she's in a store. She has a white shirt or like some sort of lighter color shirt on. She has now one of those like retro artist hats mm-hmm. that they wear. Yeah, the on. big hat thing. And she, I can't see a necklace. I don't know if there's one there. It's really difficult to see. But as a girl that also posts on Instagram, if you have a theme on a post, if you're doing a happy Halloween post, why in the world would you put a random one at the end that's a random a picture random of you? A random blurry, yes. unnecessary picture. Yes. Yeah. You want to know who would do that? A boy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm just like, that was the one thing that hadn't yeah. been talked about at all. Like, there's all these theories on TikTok going through her Instagram, but that's the one that I saw. When, that, was, that, when was that posted? August 25th. Okay. So that was the day that she video called, right? Yes. Mm. So that really pushes it back a little bit. Yes. Wow, what a crazy story. It's so crazy. And there's going to be, obviously there's going to be updates all all throughout the next couple of weeks. Uh, I hope not through the next couple of weeks. I hope they find him this week. Yeah, I really hope they find him alive. I, you know, that's what I'm very worried about. Oh, I also forgot to mention that today the police call um, for the dispute that happened in Utah came out. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Brian said that she had hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, the police call uh, confirms that the witness that called the police said that he was hitting her. And you could tell in the video she was very oh, distraught. Wow. She was crying. Her face was bright red, mm. like very, very distraught. Um, and so I think it's very sad that, uh, unfortunately, um, that's not the law enforcement's fault. You know, they go off of what the two people there are telling them. And depending on the state, if neither press charges, they can't really do anything. No, and yeah. I, but, uh, but what I'm saying is there was no sign Right. Clear sign of of domestic assault um, from those two individuals. I think probably that once again, this is just a theory, but I think probably because she's probably scared for her own safety sure. to say anything. And the flip um, side is this: they they could have been you know out looking at nature, and she could have fallen off a cliff. And the first thing he did was panic, thinking, "Oh my god, you know we've had an argument. It's on mm-hmm. the. They're going to think I did this. What do I do?" And knee-jerk reaction and probably yeah. blew this Stupid up. decisions. Exactly. It's possible. Certainly is possible. Will, that is a possibility. We will find out more about that With the tomorrow. Yeah. Because I want to... That's what everybody's been asking. How was she found? Yep. yep. You know, How did she die? Yes. And... She d- died from... You know, if she's got a lot of broken bones, if she died from, you know, blunt force trauma, strangulation would be a murderous thing, you know, See, and here's wounds. the other question. Why in the middle of your trip... Even though you had a disagreement, why would you fly home to clean out a storage shed with her stuff in it? Yeah, that's tough. That, that's what kind because of her mom. The other way. Her mom asked, "Where is Gabby's stuff?" And nobody is commenting. Hmm. So, and the sad part is, is I feel like the parents are as much involved as he is. That they've been the ones telling him what to do and how, like, not what to do, but like if he did kill her, which is speculation once again, right? But if he did kill her. And then he calls and he said, mom, dad, like this happened. I got angry or she fell off this rock. Like, what do I do? And they're like, drive home, I guess. Like, I don't know. Get here quick. Let's get rid of her I would have told him to call freaking 911. Like, I know, but not every parent thinks. First off, they're from Florida. Yeah. Remember that. Here's my thing. (laughs) Like, if, if he did, if this was an accident, I, I don't understand why it would go through my mind to just run. That looks even more suspicious than calling because assistance. You've seen I've seen it on movies. Like something accidental happens and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna blame for yeah, this. So I'm gonna I go hide know. from the police. But like also the other thing too is to look at 
then why why did we leave the van yeah. then hitchhike run away then get back to the van I mean, if he was acting like like that erratic, he's gone through something super traumatic. And which another could have been killing another human being. Another question is so. Another question is, you know, she could have not been at that spot where they found her that whole time. Yeah, he could have left her in the van. He could have just because there were her out. there were like five or six days that is not documented. They have the van now, though. Yes, yeah. the police have the van. So they would find some evidence. But no, there. but I'm saying, like, she could have been in the van that time. Could have been. She could have just been kicked out of the van and he drove off and left her in the woods. That I mean, that, that is too. a theory as well. So, I mean. But it's like, you know, there was also um, one of the vo- other travel vlogs when they drove, they, ha- they showed the video later on nar- narrating over it because they, obviously, when nothing is happening where this van is relevant, you don't, it's just a van. And you're like, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the windows were all blacked out that they were like it just it gave them they even mentioned it in the video they're like they went up to the van because they're like oh maybe they need help or something they knocked on the window nobody came to the window and so they thought it was abandoned mm. could have been when and it, it was could have been yeah i don't remember what timing mm. that video was we also have to remember that i feel like you know a lot of people that have had experiences like this memories Witness testimony memories are probably like the worst form of evidence. That is um, true. In yeah. general, uh, because because now it's a big event, yeah, so you're like, oh my you can, gosh, you can van. probably think maybe at the time you thought nothing about, oh, there's this weird van sitting there. Maybe you didn't think even oh, this is a van. I'm gonna see if there's anybody there. Oh, there's nobody there. Okay, then you're all of a sudden you're expected to go back and try to. Remember now, when details. you know this is the possible van of Gabby Petito, yep. you're gonna make it you're a big deal in your mind. Details and not maybe not even intentionally. You're gonna think about it like, oh, I really actually mm-hmm. I had I had a thought that that was kind of weird. And then you're going to make it a big yep. deal. And the but, sad thing is, too, we there may be points that we never know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we may get some general yeah. details. But the last thing that I will say, I did mention earlier that there was um, an LGBTQ couple in the in one of the towns in Moab. I believe it was in Moab that that was murdered. Um, a couple like around the time that Gabby and Brian were there, she was alive at that point. Um, the police are saying that that is not connected, but still. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna put that out. Pretty there. strange wow. coincidence. The police you know. say it is not connected, but it could be. Yeah, it could come out that it could be. But that would be with her there. She was alive for sure at that point. So I don't know. It's strange. I think this is the first time in a really long time. Like I compared it today when I was, you know, thinking about it to OJ. Yeah, we are all just sucked in and watching this. The only thing with OJ is we knew exactly where he was the whole time. So like yeah, he was on TV in his Bronco. Well, know? yeah, but like <laughs> now we're following this white van that like didn't we? Didn't we have another thing on the show that we compared to OJ? Like this is our OJ. I feel like I've said that before. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't know, but, but this is definitely more related. This is crazy. Um, I will continue to update our listeners on what's happening. Yeah, um, keep them updated on our socials because this is interesting. I'm really is. hoping that the one thing I don't want to have happen is they find Brian and he's no longer on Earth with us. Yeah, uh, because we need we need answers. Like, I have, I have the fear parents that that's are what's not gonna the parents are not going to speak. Yeah, the parents are not going to speak, and the family of Gabby's needs closure. Yes. Exactly. So, and they even put out the, my favorite thing from that family is when he went, when he went quote missing and I did air quotes there. I know people can't see me. Um, the family released a one sentence statement. So, you know, those statement sheets 
how they normally look really long and they have this whole long formal statement. It had one sentence on it and it said, Brian Laundrie is not missing. He is hiding. Gabby is the one who is missing. This was obviously before they found her. This is Petito's family. Yes. And that was right when he went, went missing. Mm -hmm. He is still just a uh, person of interest and a missing person. It's become a two, it's become a missing persons case between both of them. They still don't have suspect level of evidence for him, I guess. Don't until probably tomorrow. Sure. If he did anything. Well, we'll know the autopsy tomorrow. So, Brian, so. if you're out there and you're for some reason listening to this, please just like just go turn yourself in. At this you're point. doing the wrong thing, man. Like, I mean, just go turn yourself in. It's not. Get, listen, you're making it worse. It's yeah. going to get worse if you just keep hiding. Making it a lot worse on yourself. So you, from what I saw on videos and from posts and things like that, you loved her. So please, like. Give her family that. Give her family the reason why you did it. And, and you know, just... I'll, I'll make a comment here. I mean, this is going to be a really hard case, even if they find definitive proof that they killed her because because of all the attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's the curse of our day and time where we have high-profile cases that have so much charge and fervor behind them from the public that it causes the... Um, it causes... Uh, I don't want to say corruption, but it, it taints... The jury. It taints true justice. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling it's going to be really rocky in general, even if they find definitive evidence. And and so I guess we'll see what happens. I guess we'll know about the autopsy, how she died, if they release it. Um, so. If you have theories, if you have things you want to share with us about things that you've seen on social media, maybe, or other things that have happened, please share it with us. It reminds me too, I was just going to bring up, I meant to do it earlier in the show, the um, Joe Clyde Daniels is a local case, um, yep. Yep. A, a missing toddler who, who his body's never been found and they just sentenced the um, the father um, a few days ago. I was watching that, that the court um, proceedings on the sentencing or whatnot. It's very interesting, but mm. um, kind of the same thing. Like he was, uh, he was found guilty in sentence, but there's, there's no body. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be interesting to see because you know, bodies turn up and, and I hope for the family uh, that they find that, that child's body. And then, you know, what changes with that guy's sentencing other than, than closure, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, this was a. Uh, sorry for the downer. Yeah. This is an extended episode, so, to say the least. Definitely an hour and a half, but. Oh, I, yeah. Hey, yeah. We know, needed it. Yeah, we did. And we owed it to our listeners. Um, for all the dead time out there. Exactly. So welcome back to season two of Still Love You, Bro. Woohoo. Yeah. Also, thanks for congratulating us on our on our wedding that yeah. we were all in together. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yes. It was so fun. They looked very snazzy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. Chris was the most Chris snazzy was, looking yeah, one. Absolutely. You should have seen him walking around with his with his pants up to his uh, knees. They're capris. <laughs> They're capris. Well, listen, if you uh, have some show ideas or want to reach out to us, shoot us an email. I'm Chris at stillloveyabro.com. I'm Jess, J-E-S-S-E at stillloveyabro.com with a Y-A. Yep. And, oh, go ahead. you almost skipped me. We always do this. And I'm Chloe, C-H-L-O-E at stillloveyabro.com. Bro.com. At least I didn't misspell it this time. Nope. Yeah, proud of you. We're married now, so you can't misspell it. <laughs> <laughs> the website is still com. All of our socials still love ya bro. Look us up on Facebook. Like and follow us. We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. We have a website, as uh, Chris just said. So we've got stuff on there as well if you want to check it out. Um, and uh, as Chloe mentioned earlier, she's going to be posting updates on this case. She's going to be posting a map for you to read along with her segment. So if you want to see that illustration, you can find it there. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Still Love You Bro, the pilot for season two. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.